Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Top of the List. I am one of your hosts, Dom, here with my other host, co-host, RB. Say what's up, RB. What's up, everybody? We're here to talk about a, a December release here on Top of the List, one of the final ones of the year that we're going to be discussing. And um, as we approach our top 10 uh, films of the year here on Top of the List, RB and I are trying to get as many uh, films from 2023, at least, you know, the ones that were most watched, um, seen. And uh, this one was high up on our list because we know this one has been at the top of the box office, and that is uh, Wonka, starring Timothy Chalamet. And, um, well, I've got a lot to say about this one, RB. Uh, okay. We want to compare this one to the other ones because this is a franchise. You know, RB, here on top of the list, we like to talk about franchises. This is yet another That's how we franchise. Started, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So we want to talk about the other ones, RB, and, and I'm hoping that you could introduce those other two ones. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, the, the, the first installment of Willy Wonka on screen. I would argue is uh, is the best, uh, and I feel free to rebut this. Uh, but okay. the 1971 Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, starring Gene Wilder, um, obviously this is all uh, based off of the Roald Dahl book, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But the right. first film rendition, uh, Gene Wilder plays Willy Wonka excellently. It's the best. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's it's incredible, and it's it's a very I'm, I'm going to say it's a very adult film. Uh, this was something that I remember seeing a movie poster for when I was a kid. I must have been six or seven years <laughs> right? old. Say, oh, it's a, you know, it's a Candyland. I want to see this movie. And being freaking terrified by it. This I is mean, one of those movies that it traumatizes you. It is a haunting you. film. Yeah. <laughs> Early childhood yeah, definitely, trauma. <laughs> definitely a movie product of the late 60s, early 70s. But um, – as I've grown older and rewatched this film, right, less terrifying and more just awe-inspired by Gene Wilder's performance as Willy Wonka. Uh, now, I saw this movie before reading the book, but this movie really deviates from the book. It, it's really an original work, um, as far as I'm concerned. You know, it, it keeps the idea of Willy Wonka, but. Uh, director Mel Stewart, okay. amongst others, really took creative liberties. Uh, and I'm okay with that. You know, that's mm. what Willy Wonka was when I grew up. Roald Dahl wrote it as a children's book. That's what Roald Dahl wrote. Um, but this was by no means a children's film. Uh, and then when you flash forward to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, starring Johnny Depp, uh, this one come, came out believe 2009 2010 i'm looking it up right now um and this was definitely more the children's film this was pretty strictly based off of the Roald doll book and again for other reasons i love this one this was the movie that got me back into willy wonka when this came out it was 2005 um yeah. this was a far more whimsical Roald Dahl-esque look at Charlie and the it, Chocolate It was Factory. the perfect time to have this movie come out for us, right, RB? Because we were the Absolutely, perfect age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, again, I think as Willie goes, so go these films. And again, I think Johnny Depp put, took a very different approach to the role than Gene Wilder. Um, still haunting in certain places, um, but a lot more genial, I would say. Uh, I think 
Mm. Uh, Gene Wilder's character is almost disillusioned, whereas I would say Johnny Depp's character still has sort of the whimsy and love for chocolate and and life, so to speak, um, Mm -hmm. as we see it. So he plays it a very different way. But I love this movie as well. I wouldn't quite give this one a 10 out of 10. I think the original is a 10 out of 10. Yeah, Um, I agree. This one I would give more a 9 out of 10. Um, We lose a lot of the edge, so to speak. Still a great movie, but there's a lot less edge. And then that brings us to to this film, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, go ahead. I, I did want to jump in here real quick, yeah, RB. Go ahead. Um, one thing that I wanted to touch on these two before we move into the new one, um, kind of like uh, what you were discussing a lot. I just wanted to comment on the the audience for these films. Uh, you're saying they're they're you know a little uh, the first one with Gene Wilder a little edgier. Uh, the the um, Tim Burton. One, a little bit more of a, you know, Edward Scissorhands, uh, PG, you know, film. Oh, yeah. The Willy Wonka one, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, the Gene Wilder one, the original one, I would, I would argue had one of those uh, very rare things uh, that can be in a film, which is uh, it appeals to pretty much every age level you can think of. You can have you know little kids watch this and like you like we we did when we were kids be completely terrified by it or um, maybe enjoy some parts of it um, maybe you know you know fast forward through some parts if you're a little kid but um, then of course there's you know the parents that could be watching this one or you could watch this like when you're our age or you could watch it when you're older and think about it um, it's it's one of those special films and that kind of leads me into what I wanted to talk about with this new one with Timothy Chalamet Um, because we got to look at the previous work of this new uh, director that is taking the helm of the Wonka franchise Mm -hmm. Uh, Paul King is the director of this if I'm not mistaken I think and um, he previously directed Paddington 1 and 2 which are uh, two of my favorite films that have come out i mean gosh in the last several years they're they're some of my favorite films of all time probably especially the second one um, both of those i'd probably give a 10 out of 10 if i were to review them now and those films pulled off something that i think the original willy wonka did as well which was appealed to such a wide audience you could watch it as a little kid you could watch it as a you know a teenager an adult you could watch it as a parent and enjoy it. There was humor for everybody that you can enjoy. So I was wondering, would that carry over into this new Willy Wonka film? And I'd say yes, absolutely. I, I think that I saw little kids enjoying this one. I could see um, you know adults enjoying this one. I think the fact that this one was a full-on musical really helped. The fact that there was something for everybody to like. You know, people uh, like you know music and listening to catchy songs. And this one had quite a few of them. I thought so. Um, I really enjoyed this one. Did it surpass the original with Gene Wilder? No, I don't think so. But I think this was, you know, one about on par with uh, the Tim Burton version, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. Um, and again, <coughs> excuse me, where this film lacks, why it's, to me, not as good as the original uh, film, that being not, not book, is... I do think it lost a little bit of its edge, similar to the Tim Burton version. Right. Um, and I think you, you bring up a fair point comparing it to Paddington. I think Paddington is a children's story. 
and this film was made for everyone to enjoy this children's story, the Paddington films. Right. To me, I still see Willy Wonka, and I will always think of the original film, again, with more adult undertones. And I was hoping with what we see of Willy Wonka, whether it's the Johnny Depp version or mm. the Gene Wilder portrayal, I mean, when it comes down to it, he's weeding out children by putting them through near-death experiences. So I was just hoping for a little bit more edge in our Wonka character. And that's nothing against Timothy Chalamet because I think he does a great job in the he role. Does. It's more the writing, I would say. Because this is a completely original story. This is not, again, whereas the Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, Willy Wonka, or Charlie in the Chocolate Factory is sort of a screenplay of the book. The original Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory 1971 film with Gene Wilder and this film, Wonka, are both more original ideas with just the rough outline of the character established in the Roald Dahl film. And with this, I just wanted a little bit more edge, like I said, to, to Willie's character. It's all about, again, sort of the whimsy and the, you know, and him this making one chocolate. Also, this yeah, one also ahead. took uh, a lot of notes from the, the stage version of Wonka as well, which, uh, you know, has is where a lot of these, the, the musical parts... Right from the Gene Wilder version at least that you know the the Gene Wilder songs from the that that movie those appear on the stage version of Willy mm-hmm. Wonka right right and right. um and they were recalled recalled a little bit in here but I, I was also if I'm not mistaken quite a few original songs in this uh quite, was quite a few well, yes like now, you were now just they saying. all kind of built from you know a, a similar tune as most many musicals will do of the the imagination song which is originally used in in the gene wilder version as right. we see him singing it as everyone first explores that big room with the waterfall and the it's like one of the best scenes <laughs> um and of course as well the oompa loompa song which i, yeah, I mean i'll go on a completely so separate diatribe of how amazing uh Hugh, Hugh Grant, right? Yeah, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant was as the Oompa Loompa. We'll, we'll uh, need to talk about that in depth. <laughs> yes. But bigger picture, again, yeah, to me, picture. is, uh, before we go into the nitty-gritty, was there were just some moments where I thought we could have gotten a little bit edgier that we didn't. This, to me, was still clearly a children's take yeah, on definitely. Wonka's backstory where I was hoping for a little bit, a little bit more. I'll have some more examples as we dive in. But to me, this okay. is still a 9 out of 10 film. I, uh, in fact, no, I'll give it a 9.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed this film. Um, just felt good all the way through. Again, I watched it, though, as being a backstory. Because we kind of get a backstory to Willy Wonka in the Johnny Depp version. To me, this was a backstory, a bare-bones backstory of the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka. And that's why I wanted a little bit more edge to our character. Because as I was watching it, this is a young Gene Wilder rather than a young Johnny Depp because the Johnny Depp one, we get the whole character. He runs away from home because his father's a dentist and he's not allowed to have candy. And that was clearly a different backstory from what we get here. Absolutely. And we could talk a little bit more about that, but I I think I'm right there with the RB. I'd give this one a nine and a half. This one, even a tick above what I would give the, the, the Tim Burton version personally. And, And I think a lot of that, like I was just saying, uh, just a few minutes ago was that you know, it's a musical. I'm a big sucker for musicals. I loved the songs, uh, the whole sequences with song and dance and everything going on was just top notch. Like I said, um, you know, Paul King's past works, Paddington 1 and 2, both 10 out of 10 films in my in my book. 
Um, this one didn't quite reach those heights, but still, as, as close as you could possibly get, I think. And um, man, this one, uh, one thing I did want to want to mention about this film was that uh, I think that they did a really great job of capturing um, the visual style of the of the the Wonka universe because there's is a specific style even if you look at the Tim Burton version there's callbacks to the Gene Wilder version right and in this one they do the same thing this one felt more like a direct callback to the Gene Wilder version Correct. than yeah yeah than the Tim Burton one but um, yep. nevertheless it, it was the 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 callbacks that they did do to the past Wonka films were top-notch I thought then uh, yeah I'm kind of losing my train of thought here so why don't we uh, pick something to go on <laughs> yeah yeah so I mean why don't why don't we just start with the, the beginning I think because that okay. <laughs> that was a huge hook for me and that's that's kind of to me the the big hook of all of these Willy Wonka films mm-hmm. is is the opening hook you know the intrigue and here I think we open with a really really great opening number where he's coming in on the ship yes you know we're, we're hearing that he's going to become a chocolatier and he's talking about all the money he has and as the money quickly starts to dwindle and at the end oh i got one more one i forget the name of their currency he throws it up <laughs> and then doesn't catch it and it falls into the storm drain um yes, silver galleons I, or something like yeah, that i think this is such a brilliant opening scene yeah. again i'd only seen timothy chalamet in um in uh, Dune, and his portrayal of Paul, is his name in Dune, correct? Paul Atreides. Yeah, Paul Atreides, to me, left a lot to be desired. So I was curious to see if he had the charisma to play Wonka. Uh, And he certainly got rid of every doubt in my mind in this opening number. Compared to some of his his other performances, this one was totally different, uh, Mm. which made me respect it a lot. I mean... I mean, I think it's safe to say, RB, this is this is one of my top ten movies of the year for a reason, and mm-hmm. it's because not just one great performance, but I think we have several great performances in this film, and 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 it's not like you know we, we're talking a lot about Timothy Chalamet right now because he's the main, he's the right. lead, right? He's the main right. reason people are going to see this film, but something that's so impressive that Paul King does with his films is that. He could bring in some actors that you don't know, and they just give some really, really memorable characters. Like, they bring these characters to life in a way that not very, very few films can can do, and they're just side characters. Like, um, the whole uh, collection of people that are uh, scrubbing underneath the, what is it, the ble- uh, bleacher? Yeah, bleach, bleach and... and- Mrs. Some, Scrubbins, Mrs. And Mrs. Scrubbins and Scrubbins Bleacher, or something and like that. Mr. Bleach, what was his name? Mr. Something, yeah, yeah. Mrs. So, Scrubbit and yeah, I can't find the name of uh, and Mr. Bleachers, yeah, yeah. Scrubbit and Bleachers, Scrubbit and Bleachers. So there's yes. one of uh, personally my favorite songs in the film is this whole sequence where we're introduced to them scrubbing underneath uh, <laughs> this. Uh, what do we want to call this hotel motel? Yeah, yeah, slash slash uh, laundry facility. Hostile laundry facility, I guess, yeah. yeah. Um, And I just love how, number one, uh, I love when musicals aren't afraid to break the fourth wall. 
and they do mm-hmm. several times in this number. They say, "Oh, we can't stop singing this song, Scrub Scrub. We can't yep. stop singing Scrub Scrub." Like I like how yep. they're they're like breaking it and directly referencing that they're singing. They do that earlier on in the film too, when uh, Timothy Chalamet's uh, Wonka is uh, first arriving to. Gosh. What is this big square that they arrived the, to? The, the, the something gourmet, Plaza Some, Gourmet. Something Plaza Gourmet, yes. Plaza. Yeah. They arrive at this big plaza, and um, the police arrive, and we're seeing a big musical number. And uh, then we kind of see from the police's eyes that it's just him jumping around, and no yeah. one else is – yeah, he's daydreaming. No one else is singing along, which – Immediately, this is one of the number one things I want to discuss with you. Hopefully, by the end, we'll have come to some sort of conclusion on this. The fact that is this musical, this everything magical just going on in his head? Mm-hmm. Right? Which is one question that was raised for me from the, right, from the get-go when I first saw this. Or is all this really happening, which, you know, is kind of the essence of this uh, entire franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... You know the the real world versus what's re- what could be real inside this factory, um, right? Right. Yeah. So, anyways, I just was thought I was curious what your thoughts were on that whole. Yeah, sequence. you know, being a being a musical fan, I, I don't think um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that I I kind of you didn't read into ever, it ever ever consider that. Yeah, to yeah. me, I knew this film was going to be a musical going into it, so my mm-hmm. my thoughts were this is just the whimsy of this world of Wonka, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I see what you're saying because that opening sequence is in his head. But, you know, <clears throat> whether it's the Scrub Scrub song or, or the song when they first go into um, go into the, the shop that he opens up when they finally buy it or the, the mm-hmm. song they have where the, while they're milking the draft, um, yeah. him and Noodle. <laughs> um, I just – I really do think that it's um, – that it's just kind of a way that this film is going to show time lapse, you know, different sequences. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so some pretty interesting stuff to go on there. Yep. And uh, so maybe if you have the the character roster yep. accessible in some way, mm-hmm. uh, that'd be great because I can't remember every main uh, side character's name. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, with with Wonka in. Scrubbins is a noodle played by Calla Lane. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Also, we have um, Abacus Crunch, who's the mm. accountant. Yeah, one of my uh, favorite characters. Piper Benz, who I believe is the the uh, plumber who knows all about the storm drains. Mm. Uh, and Larry Chuckleworth, who's the comedian. The comedian. And yes. Lottie Bell, who's the telephone worker. And and and, the, yeah. and note something immediately, RB. This is what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I just want to. This is to cap off my entire point of why this guy yes. is such a special director. Just by those few words that you said about each of those, immediately, like their characters pop in, like what the, their clothes look like, what their personalities yep. are yep. like. You know, you just just a few words. Like all you have to do is just say their profession, and they're each so unique. So correct, that, correct. Yeah. And the <laughs> names again. This is part of it that was a little bit. You know why I knock it just a tad down. You know the names are a little bit on the nose. You know Abacus <laughs> Crunch, obviously, and Abacus the old yeah. school uh, calculator things. You know that you used to <laughs> See, count. I love I love that okay. honey on the nose. I love it. 
Got it. Yeah, to me. And Piper Bend, of course, the <laughs> the, the plumber is Piper, has something to do with yep. pipes. And, yep. And uh, Larry Chuckleworth, the comedian. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that's that's a little bit on the nose. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, didn't didn't take away too much from from it from me. Just, again, I think more so leaning into that it is a a children's film first, whereas some of the other Wonkas were for a more mature audience. I, I love the chemistry between all these side characters, though, and seeing them really kind of become like a little bit of a family and, you know, become close with one another by the end of the film and have to persevere through this, uh, you know, set of circumstances they find themselves in. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I think there's an important uh, relationship in this film, and that's the one between Willie and Noodle. Because. Yeah, Noodle, what, <laughs> if- what a great performance. Yeah, yeah. And at first I'm watching this and I'm thinking it's kind of weird, you know, he's a he's a man and she's a she's a child but <laughs> yeah. I think I think it does a great job in demonstrating as we see in all the Wonka films that what Willie wants to do really is he's almost Peter Pan-esque. He never wants to grow up. He's a child right. on the inside. Right. So I, I I have no problem with that. Um I think their relationship makes a lot of sense as if two two ch- children playmates. And and I think you really touched on like the like the true meaning of this film, which is the fact that this Wonka, uh, this version of Willy Wonka with uh, Timothy Timothy Chalamet playing him, he his entire reason, and this is what was so cool about this film is that we got a whole big backstory like this, and we filled in all these uh, reasons why he was doing things. Wonka was doing things, mm-hmm. and one of the main reasons why he was giving chocolate to people was because he wanted them to feel like he did when he was a kid, right? And he wanted everyone to never lose that bit of childhood that he right. was holding on to so tightly, and um, that's what kind of that's what I kind of like drew him to Noodle, which was like you know to to you know touch on to the point you were making before about how they're kind of an odd pair. You know, older man and a and a you know basically like what like a ten year old kid, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they are an odd pair, but uh, that's kind of what why he kind of took uh, her under his wing uh, because he saw that she didn't get to have you know a, a happy childhood like he had with his mom, and he wanted mm-hmm. to help her, and that was that was what made this version of the character a lot more likable, I would say, than even Gene Wilder's character. As, as amazing of a performance as Gene Wilder gave, Timothy Chalamet added something to this character by making us really care about Wonka in this film, I, I personally think. I know, I agree. Totally, yeah. totally agree. Um, so we've touched a little bit on some of our uh, supporting positive characters, supporters of yeah, the protagonists. Let's talk a little bit about our antagonists <laughs> in okay. this film. Um, there are kind of two separate prongs of antagonists. Of course, there's first Scrubbins and Bleacher, and right. um, I think they're more kind of the comic relief villains. Uh, and I think they, they do hilarious. a fine job. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy them. Um, Mrs. Scrubbit, Scrubbit, not Scrubbins, played by Olivia Coleman, who's um, amazing hilarious. in everything. She's, <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's she's she great amazing in, in this. absolutely everything, and another great performance here. And. Uh, Mr. or Mr. Bleacher played by where are we here? He was funny. Tom Davis. Yeah, I enjoyed these characters. Again, didn't necessarily move the plot on, plot along all that well, but just great comic relief whenever they were on screen. Great As comic the dis, relief. Yeah, the dislike uh, dislikable kind of you know almost out of like a Dickens book, like uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, I could see why you'd um, say that. If you, yeah, like like in Great Expectations when. 
I, I think of like Pip's sister and brother-in-law in that kind of like that just the, the old cockney accent kind of gave that to me yeah low class or even like a, in Le Miserable like the um, right. the Thenardiers you know comic relief but the mean kind of poor but wannabe of higher status RB um, pulling out a lay Miz callback wow hey okay. you know okay. if we're doing if we're doing musicals, musicals. i'm going all out yeah oh, bring them out rb is an yep. avid lover of musicals <laughs> oh, i don't think I people am. know this i RB. absolutely am my uh, most anticipated film for 2024 already will be mean girls i'm very excited for that a huge mean girls fan and a huge musical fan we get the best of both worlds um <laughs> but i i digress to yes. our to our secondary villains i, I think our mm-hmm. more prominent villains right. are the the chocolatiers here uh the the yes. chocolate what's the chocolate cartel uh, is and what they call them. Quite a few them. familiar faces from the Paddington films as well, especially in this chocolate cartel. Right, right, absolutely. Um, but we're we're talking about uh, there are there are three of them: Arthur right. Slugworth, of course, Slugworth, a callback to both Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as Wonka's main. Competitor, we we actually see Slugworth in the first uh, rendition of the film, as he's the one who's trying to get all the kids to steal the yeah steal the everlasting gobstopper. Um, but yeah. then we also get, and I believe these characters are mentioned in the book and in the uh, 2005 Tim Burton film as well. Felix Fickle Gruber and Gerald Prodnose uh, play Matt Lucas, Matthew Brainton, and Peter Peterson Joseph. The three of the chocolate cartel as well as the uh the police inspector keegan michael key who they you know is kind of their their pawn um and one of the funniest on uh keegan michael key real quick uh he had one of the funniest parts in this film every time he came on screen i was cracking up absolutely cracking up so yeah i just have to say no totally (laughs) totally agree um but again i think it's a little bit too easy I, yeah, I think yeah. our villains are straight out of like – I mean it, it dates all the way back to – and again, I'm going to bring back another callback from my high school English class like of Mice and Men, the George and Lenny type characters. You got the smart ones and you got the kind of the dumber enforcers. Mm, um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and we've seen it throughout our entire you know childhood you see it in the looney tunes like the old school yeah. looney tunes where you got the the gangster you got the little guy you know fast talker and then kind of the slower mob <laughs> guy um and that, that's kind of how this follows and again no problem with it it's a it's a solid style but we've seen it before which is why i can't give this one 10 out of 10 i think it's executed well i think it's well acted but we've seen this before kind of the slower dim-witted villains again we don't really have i think at every point, Willie is one step ahead of everyone else, and that makes this film just a little bit too easy for my liking. I, I'm going to disagree with you just a little bit here. Okay, okay. Um, I think that, yes, the the two background ones to Slugworth, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, they're kind of just there to be, you know, like you said, to fit a mold of storytelling for these kind of villains. And... Um, but what I do have to say about Slugworth and his connection to Noodle and um, the whole backstory with that made him so much more evil, I thought, in a lot of ways. Or this at was least, absolutely yeah. a great twist that I did not see coming. I know they alluded to it about 
the start of the third act where right. we 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 hear about the um oh well that is that indeed her there's some sort of mm-hmm. you know line mm-hmm. about that interaction between Slugworth and Mrs. Bonbon bon, his uh his secretary mm-hmm. um but yes i i I think this is a great twist that does kind of up the stakes a little bit to his character. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's, that's where I do disagree. Just a touch um, is I, I did like Slug, and I like the execution of these three characters. Um, the actors did a fantastic job with these villains. Um, funny when they needed to be menacing and kind of like, you know, getting in, in, in the way when they needed to. Uh, I, I had no issues with them at all, really. Um, yeah, the the only uh, I can't I really have a hard time finding negatives in this one, but the only negative I kind of have is that I feel like, um, despite the incredibly emotional send off at the end here, I feel like I even wanted a little bit more. Like I wanted to see this, uh, I wanted to see Wonka kind of keep going a little bit farther than just you know okay he he's building his factory at the end. Right, I don't know. right, and I, that's, I hear that's what kind you're of saying. my one gripe. Yeah, no, um, yeah, other than totally that, hear I what you saying. Everything. Um, <laughs> I will. I do want to expand on one more yeah. character. Yeah. Um, yes. That, of course, being and I we talked about it uh, earlier. To to me, the character who steals the show in every single scene he's in, uh, Hugh Grant as uh, oh, yeah, as our as our Oompa Loompa. Um, you know, interesting what a, to what see. What a great character, yeah. I was very interested to see Lofty. what we do with the Oompa Loompas in this film. Because, obviously, we get the Oompa Loompas, the introduction to them in 1971. Right. They've got the, <clears throat> the Oompa Loompa song. Oompa Loompa. And they, they eat, every time they do it, they kind of explain the fatal flaw of each character. Because they only <laughs> sing... When, you know, when Augustus Gloop falls into the chocolate or when Violet Beauregard becomes the the blueberry or Mike yeah. TV shrinks, you know. Yeah. Um, they, they teach a lesson each time. And then we get a completely different contemporary look in 2005 where they don't sing the Oompa Loompa song at all. It's an original song for each character. It's uh, Augustus Gloop, the greedy nincompoop and... Uh, you know, there's there's a bunch of a bunch of them. That's the only yeah. one that sticks in my mind right now. So I was curious what we would do with the Oompa Loompa. Right. We go back to the original Oompa Loompa song, which I love, but we put it to new words. And again, <laughs> this is why I see this film as a prequel to the Gene Wilder version yes. rather than the Johnny Depp version, because this yes. is our first Oompa Loompa. Main we evidence. get to see how. Willie meets the Oompa Loompas, how he eventually, you know, gets them to work from, oh, you can be my taste tester. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love the dry humor of Hugh Grant. I think <laughs> it's fantastic. awesome. It is amazing. Yeah. It is right on, right on character for Hugh Grant. And his dancing as well. I don't know if it's actually him dancing. Um, right. But the dancing, whether it's a stunt double or whatever, of the Oompa Loompa just puts a smile on my face every time. And not just that, but we get to see the actual home of the Oompa Loompas, like you just mentioned. And that was what was so great when they did the whole backstory on Lofty and why at first he was said to be one of the tallest ones of his kind. And he says, well, actually, I have to go home. I'm a quarter of an inch shorter than all the other Oompa Loompas. I also like how he said that it's not Oompa Loompa, it's Oompa Loompa. I like like the British accent. 
Umpalumpa. It keeps popping up every time on my on my Instagram stories. There's ads for it. It's just him dancing and singing, and I love it so much. <laughs> it makes me so happy. And this is coming off one of his, uh, honestly, one of the greatest performances I've ever seen, uh, and that was in Paddington Two, which is where he pulled off so many different um, uh, character versions of this character that he had. That was like a, an actor. Um, which I thought was one of like the best parts of Paddington too. Mm-hmm. So now he's he's two for two because I think he did just as good of a job here. Um, despite I don't know if you knew this RB, but I read online that uh, he was complaining that this was one of the most uncomfortable performances of his entire career because he had really? to do the motion that. capture. So oh, okay. uh, he did not like that whole process of doing the motion capture. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, you couldn't tell from the role because he was he was excellent. Yeah. yeah um, that's how great of an actor he is because he's so yeah. he's he did a great job. Yep. Well, I'm going to bring up my last point on this film okay. and then let you share some of your final thoughts. But to me, this film ends with something that I am a total sucker for. Um, I don't know if you're ever going to to see it, but Wish, the new Disney film, um, kind of did this as well. Uh-huh. It ends with a piece of nostalgia it ends where it all begins so to speak right. we get to see Timothy Chalamet singing the imagination song as we mm-hmm. see him kind of in his mind conceiving the chocolate factory that we know with the waterfall and the, the big smokestacks and you know what we see in uh, Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory in 1971 and this was a special sequence for me. And yes. how they do it is he is kind of explaining to Lofty, the Oompa Loompa, you know, this is what I see for the future of this factory that I want you to work with me. At. You know, come with me and you'll see a world that's pure imagination. I it just, was brilliant. Almost brought a tear to yeah. my eye. It was brilliant. I thought it was yeah. so smart the way it, – it was really smart writing um, in sync with you know just choosing the perfect time to bring this iconic song out and right at the end of course a great vocal performance by Timothy Chalamet Hugh Grant singing as well um, just and then like um, not only that but it wrapped up the story that we had with kind of like in a little bit of a bow with Noodle right and we got to see her go off with her family and yep. be with her mom at the yes, library. finally, yeah, at the library. And that was kind of like the ending. And for me, I thought it was kind of smart, too, that in this movie we have a bittersweet ending, right? They were clearly becoming good friends, but, you know, he had to go and follow his dream, and she had to go and, you know, live with her mom. And they right. had to go their separate ways. So that's why we don't hear anything about Noodle or anything in any other, like the Gene Wilder film or anything right. like that. So. Now, do you yeah. think a film like this has sequel potential? What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah you know, I was talking. I was talking. I went and saw this one with my mom. Uh, I, I was talking to my mom about this on the way back, and I was saying, you know, I loved the the way it ended with the song and everything, except only the, one of the best negative, one of the best critiques you can give a film is I didn't want it to stop. I wanted to to keep going. I wanted to see, you know, what's going on. You know, how is he going to get? Uh, you know this factory off the ground. You know, is he mm-hmm. is he going to have com- competitors with? You know, obviously there is Slugworth was taken down a little bit, but you know, 
what what happens after this basically is you know the yeah. big question i yeah, have the, i and that's what again my my only critique with this film is <clears throat> willy wonka has an edge to him whether it's johnny depp's or it's gene wilder's and i want to see kind of what makes him go from just this whimsical childlike right. lover of the world to sort of taking him down a notch to right. you know this shutting everyone out of the factory because that's the thing in the first two films is you know the golden ticket it's you know i'm my factory has been closed to the public for years we just keep producing chocolate people know wonka chocolate but nobody goes in nobody comes out so what causes that you know we get it a little bit in uh we get it explained in both films that it's you know people stealing his recipes and whatnot i'd like to see that act Yes, and, like and that's that one, of the, one of the things when I had first, years ago, heard, and, and I think we just got, like, one picture of him in the Willy Wonka outfit, like Timothy mm-hmm. Chalamet, mm-hmm. and I was immediately, what I was thinking is, like, oh, great, they're going to explain what, and le- the lead-in into what causes him to close down his factory at the beginning yeah, of yep, yep. the film. I was like, okay, so this is great, they're going to explain this. One of my biggest dis- disappointments about this one is that wasn't touched on, so absolutely, right, I agree right. with you. Now, that being said, I will say, and again, I think this is New my movie? last thought on it. Um, one of my favorite scenes here is the uh, initial Wonka candy shop where we see he makes the clouds of cotton candy and the tree of candy. <laughs> oh, man. It was, it was, was sort so of awesome. prototype to what we know will be coming, this whole you know waterfall valley of chocolate right. and candy. And I thought that was really cool to see. How about Lofty holding the very famous flower teacups, right, that they take yep. a bite out of mm-hmm. and, and holding it. And it's it looks exactly like it does in the Gene Wilder one. Yep. It was so awesome. Yep. Like, there's so many great callbacks in that ending, absolutely. But I'd, I'd love to see a sequel to RB to this one to, to yep. cap off your question there. I, I'd love to yep. see a sequel. And, uh, I mean, I'm right there with you, bud. Let me give you a pitch. Let me give you a pitch before we sign off here, RB. Let's get, like, a Joker-style like descent into madness kind of like I would like, love that absolutely what, like what, Timothy Chalamet like what causes him to become this recluse and right. be afraid of all these people stealing from him right <laughs> like that would be crazy mm-hmm. no That'd I totally crazy. agree I would love to see something like that and speaking of which there's also a, I, I was reading about this I know this is kind of off off topic but there is mm-hmm. a, a Joker sequel coming out that's going to right. be a musical right Right, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Yes, yes. So with uh, again, Lady Gaga, that, I, yeah, with Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn, right? To get yep. to see sort of her doctor. What what is it? Har- it's just Harleen Quinn, right? Yeah, Harleen Quinn. And her out. sort of descent into madness as she falls in love with the Joker, with in this case, um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Okay, so I'll leave that, or I'll let that lead us into, of course, lots of exciting movies coming out. I think that's a 2024 movie, but of course. The next yeah. time you'll be seeing us probably will be our top of the list, top films of 2023, right. um, which it almost sounds like certainly this film, this Wonka film, will be on both of our lists. Um, yes. But that's what's coming up next for us. For those of you who haven't had a chance to watch our latest review prior to this one, uh, we did review Ted Lasso, a personal favorite of mine that, Dom, I'm glad you finally got to watch. So go check that out, our review of that. And um, – we do have one more TV show review that we may sneak in before um, our top of the list, top films of 23. Uh, that being, of course, Rick and Morty, as right. our longtime listeners know. 
We are huge fans of Rick and Morty. Uh, <laughs> the latest season just wrapped up, and we will be reviewing that as well. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about on uh, on that new season seven of Rick and Morty. So, with that said, you guys, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you want to check out our letterbox accounts, those are always linked down below. You can check us out there. And with that said, we'll see you guys on the next episode of Top of the List. Later, everybody.